This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So today, I'm showing property. In this case, it's with a friend of mine of 30 years. Okay? And his girlfriend. And... I mean, if you've known me 30 years, you knew I never would be someone you could imagine being in Crocs. Well, everybody wear, not, I, I don't, but a lot of people wear Crocs now. Let me tell you, I'm sitting here trying to talk a man, a friend into wearing Crocs and I'm like, oh, but they have these ticklers on the instep that massage your feet and they just, they're so breathable, like a second skin, like you're Spider-Man. And he's looking at me like, I just can't wrap my head around you trying to talk me into Crocs. Like you, MJ, like what happened to her? Seriously. I mean, I'm practical. I'm a practical bitch. Okay. Welcome, dirties, to a new episode of Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. hey That's my husband, Tommy. Yes, it is. We talk a lot of shit on this pod, and we hope that if this is your first episode listening and tuning in, that you laugh, cry, write us, you know, we talk about anything, everything, and people like to say about us behind our backs that we keep it 100 They don't have the nerve to say it to our face. (laughs) I want to know what percentage of the dirties had this experience about the Crocs. I mean, I just want to know. Like, when you guys run into somebody that hasn't seen you in a while, and then they say, really? Yeah, my my buddy Craig, his wife Danielle wears the Crocs. That's the reason why I have them. And she'd be someone that I would say that about. She's the person. She's she's like the personification of someone that like, what? You're wearing Crocs? Shout out to Danielle. She's the reason that I'm wearing. Well, no, you had Crocs prior. No. She wore them in her house. Yeah. And I looked down. It was the pool party. She sold me. She influenced me. She is the exact reason. And I went back home and I went to Nordstrom and I saw them and I got them. Nope. But now my friend Lisa Kay can't believe it. My friend David Kay can't believe it. And like nobody can believe it. Oh, and then um, Tateo's mom can't believe it. She's bougie. Yeah. You know, and you could tell she still like dresses up. She She's like one of my friends that goes to all the hot spots. Mm. You have a, a few of your friends do that. You know, a few of your friends out here, especially. Like I think what? that's they're still they're still holding on to that. Like, they, they're very much about going to the hot spots. You, you, you shouldn't have to, like... But you, it doesn't have to be, like, still holding on. Like, they would like to dine in restaurants. Yeah, the, to me, that the, some of the places we're talking about, like, when you go to the Ivy for Mother's Day, that's just trying to hold on, dude. The Ivy sucks. The food stinks. There's nothing that... Well, I don't know. It's a $40 salad. I don't, you know, know, anybody, I don't know anybody who's going to the Ivy. But yeah, you do. 
Well, I want to say, like, there's that's a different topic, though. No, it's not. That's the, the, literally what we just talked about, that you have friends that are still holding, holding on. Yes, that are still want to go out and go to the cool spot. Define holding. My point is define holding on. Like, you know, if you still like fine like, dining. No. Well, again, going to the Ivy on Mother's Day Sorry is going the- to be seen. That has nothing to do with fine dining. That's going far into traffic to go to a trendy spot. There's just as good salad out here. There's just as good places that you could go for ambiance and all that shit out here. Actually, Making that trek to go do that is a is superficial, in my opinion. Actually, people complain that there's no restaurants out here. Well, they're full of shit, and you know it too. There's plenty of places to go eat. There's a difference between going over to the other side of town for coffee, I mean, for the Ivy, or like, I love Chaconis, I love Craig's, I want to go and have like a fun night out. Like, it doesn't mean that you, like, it's date night. Like, you want to get dressed up and you want to go out. Like, it's underwhelming to go out to a restaurant in the suburbs. I d- totally disagree. But you don't like to dine. Okay, if <laughs> you say so. Speaking that's of not dining. dining. Again, that's not dining. What's dining? That, like going to catch is not dining. That's going to be seen where there's a bunch of people and there's people out. And the food is not any better there. And all that shit is drastically overpriced. Craig's is a good restaurant. I'll give you that. Craig's has good food. Catch has like that yummy, um, crispy shrimp. Oh, yeah. They have codfish oh, with miso glaze. Definitely worth the trek. Any restaurant, listen, any restaurant that has miso glaze, uh, you have me. Oh, like, yeah. done. Consider it a wrap. There you go. But I do think we're saying to like apples and oranges, like, you want to go out and have a good time. You want to get dressed up. It's like when people in New York, like they go on, go on into the city. Yeah, you want to go see a Broadway show and you want to go out to dinner and do all that. By, by all means, be my guest. But, but if you live in L.I., Long Island, then you can't want to go to Manhattan. Of course you can. But uh, again, there's an element to there's great restaurants to go do that to. Mm-hmm. The places that we're talking about aren't great restaurants. In my opinion, Catch is not a great restaurant. You don't you don't leave Catch and say, mm, that food was fucking delicious. I can't wait to come back and eat here again." It's oh no, paparazzi took pictures of me going inside. You know what I mean? Or or Jamie Foxx is three tables down or you know, that's why people are going out to those spots. It's not has nothing to do with the catch food. Is, catch is more like Persian and like well, Armenian. Not, again, I it's not the hot spot anymore. Like I, maybe Drake, yeah. but like it's, it's not, not it's not it's these, not Jamie Foxx. But Jamie Foxx ain't going there. Well, Jamie Foxx is well, he's feeling better, thank God. Yeah, I like Jamie Foxx. No, I met him a couple but it's times. not that nice A-list. Yeah, not now. Jamie, it was it yeah. was when it started. That's my point. A year, it was zillion when, years when ago. it opened up. It, yeah, that's how out of touch I am, and how, how little I care about <laughs> any of that shit. Like again, well, no, when it came even, out, it was the spot. Ooh, everybody, we're gonna get in the catch. You know, okay, great. And the food wasn't great, and just told you, it tells you that because it couldn't sustain. It's still it's no, no longer the hot spot. No, so last week Sherman recommended that I go there. Oh, okay. Great. He goes, Why do you always go to Craig's? I went out with Pia, remember? Yeah. And then I go, Why? Where you tell me you're the one that still lives there. Like, where should I go? And he goes, you know, like catch. Where would you go for a miso? For a miso fish. I would never eat miso. Okay, like, where would you go for crispy shrimp? I don't know. I wouldn't get crispy shrimp either. I'm an Italian restaurant type of guy. I like... I, it's Chicken not, parmesan. Well, you can always tell if a rest, an Italian restaurant is good. 
Anytime, this is just a helpful hint for people out there. If you go into an Italian restaurant and you've never had it before and you want to see what's good, you try the chicken palm because if their chicken palm is good, then chances are the rest of the things that they make are probably pretty good too. But if their chicken palm sucks, I promise you everything else they make will suck too. What's your favorite Italian restaurant other than Rayo's in LA? I, that's my favorite. You can't say other than Rayo's because okay, that's my so favorite one. Let's say you can't get into Rayo's. It's also but you can. You can. That's that's even more my point. When you go there, it's not packed to the gills. It's actually pretty desolate. Like the one in New York, you can't you can't get a seat. Like literally, they sell the you own the seat. So like you really literally can't get a reservation. Someone has to give you their seat in order to get to that one. This one, we've gone there many a time without a reservation. You could just go in, you could sit down, you could eat. Has the best Italian food in the city, but people don't care. That's the difference out here. They don't care about the food. Well, they okay. care about the scene. Rayos is in a really far. Is it Rouse or Rayos? Rayos. Because our friends down the street called it Rouse. Should I, re, uh, what do you call it? Correct. Reprimand them? Correct. Yeah. I, no, reprimand them. <laughs> reprimand them. Tell them that you're not allowed to speak to me for three days. That's it. That's it. Sign language for three days. <laughs> so if Rayo's wasn't open, where would you go for Italian? Believe it or not, I like Maggiano's out here. That's pretty good. But like Dan Tana That's to me. That's a chain. It's good. Ooh, Dantana's. That's where we should go on our next date night. That's, the, that's where I want to go for my but birthday. But that's a little overstep too. Like that's that, where I want to go for uh, my birthday. You know, that's good. We're going to have to Uber. All right, we go to Dantana's for your birthday. Okay. I will chicken palm it up. You are going to need an ambulance by oh, the time yeah. we are done there. Oh, yeah. We won't need an Uber back. Just call the need number on the back of our card. Need a hearse. Insurance a school, card. A school bus. Be like, I'm pretty sure our uh, ambulance rides are like 500. Yeah. You know, you got to ask about that when it's open enrollment, guys. Just like a hot tip. Yeah. Because sometimes they get you. They definitely do get you. Um, so I was listening to, oh, I'm doing just a, a quick plug, um, doing the happy hour for Jeff Lewis this mm -hmm. Friday, um, which means that after I go house hunting, I will have three hours to kill. And then I will be doing a happy hour as in like drinking, allegedly. I hope not, because you got to drive home. Exactly. So that doesn't make any sense. No, that's radio. Many people have, it's not the most creative format for someone to say, <laughs> let's call it happy hour. Believe me, I've heard that many a time. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's... it's, it's you could have a glass of champagne. Knock yourself out. And then an hour late goes by and you go in your car? Yeah, I don't know. There's uh, going to be a lot of traffic. I don't know how much drinking. Well, that's something we're going to get to into in a little bit. With what? The, what we're talking about with uh, the what came out with Bethany and all that good stuff. Yeah. But while we're out there doing plugs. Oh, I didn't get to tell you the best part of the plug. I'm going to do it with Heather McDonald and Megan Weaver. Oh, that sounds like the Three Stooges. <laughs> the trifecta. Uh, yeah, that's that sounds like a good time. That sounds like a good time. Okay. Yeah. Who's leading the show? Me. Because that's three A type personalities. I'm the I'm the the person. Oh, okay. That's good. Mm -hmm. All right. Good. That would definitely be an interesting listen. But can I announce it because I'm so proud of you? Sure. Go to thebesthugintheworld.com. Well, 
the the book has been sent off to the publisher. It should be published within the next couple of weeks. The hopeful date is my wife's birthday, uh, but it's just I I got to get a copy of it back, make sure everything looks good, and then send it back. So I, I don't know, but it definitely will be within this month. Definitely will be in the next few couple of weeks. I want to give a big shout out to anybody that's pre-ordered the book. I really really appreciate you. I had a goal to write it. I had a goal to get it published. Those two are knocked out of the, and the last one I had was to make a a, um, a bestseller list for Amazon. So the way Amazon does their algorithm, that's based off of different accounts buying it, that's based off of reviews, and it's based off a number of copies. So anybody that can help me with those three things or any one of those things, I'd be great. I really, really would appreciate it. It'd mean a lot to me, and I think you'll really like the book. And also, you know, uh, anybody that buys the book, there's a portion of it that goes to, you know, helping me continue to do what I do with Fight Club, uh, which is, you know, provide books for kids that can't afford them or to classrooms and schools that are otherwise don't have access to them. Well, I love that every morning you wake up and check how many people have bought them and you look and see the people that are actually their names and like who's supporting you. I think that's kind of a beautiful thing. It's exciting. It's a long road. If it makes, if it helps, then you should buy it. And then after you buy it, you send it to somebody, send like text the link that you bought it from to somebody that you know and be like, here, buy this so that it'll you cheap help. fuck. <laughs> like, no. no, send it to somebody else to buy it. Yeah, I, I listen, I people have uh, a lot of people are asking me about signing a copy for them, and I'll be happy to do that. I just don't know what the logistics would be. I don't know. So, why if don't you, you do a book signing? Well, yeah, I mean, if that doesn't help the person that doesn't live in town, though, well, you know what I mean? Like, uh, well, I have an idea because I, I already am talking to a, a couple of. Uh, bookstores, not like big brands, but a couple of mom and pop bookstores around town where I'm going to do that. But I don't know the, the logistics are, of the people that, uh, people you know, like asking. if you don't live here, like shout out to Lindsay Spector. She's one of the people that she's like, and I'd love to, I want you to sign one for me. And it's like, all right, how do I do that? I don't know. You know, I don't know how to make that happen, but I'll be happy to sign it for someone if you want one. But if you have any suggestions on how I could do that, let me know, because again, without shipping, and like we're going to pay shipping twice, and you know, I don't know what the logistics would be, but I would be happy to do that for you. I'm humbled by it, to be quite honest with you. Absolutely, because you were like, "Why do they want me to, me to sign?" I'm like, everyone wants to be able to sign, have a book signed if they know the author. People ask me where can they get it other than Amazon. There's nowhere to get it right now. You just sign up for the pre-order, and then once it becomes available for sale, you're going to get an email to let you know where you could purchase it. So you could purchase it anywhere, Barnes & Nobles, Amazon, any of the places, the big box retailers that you would go, you'll be able to buy it All once right. it becomes available. Okay, okay. Just You could have just said the website. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. I don't know if you heard, but Nene Leakes, who sued Bravo. Yes. And now she's groveling back. Just <laughs> came back. She's groveling back. She appeared. I mean, groveling is your words. No, I'm just I, saying. Groveling back, bro. Our, yeah, we can apologize. It's all good. I like to move on. Our boy Carlos King yeah. has a pod. He had Nene on. Yeah. And it was a two-parter. It definitely went viral. But... If you didn't heard it there, I'll let you know. There's this part where she has an open letter to Andy Cohen, and she's like, "Hey, Andy, I heard you have a baby now. I would love to meet him or her because I don't know if she's referring to Ben or Lucy." And then she's like, "You know, because life is too short." 
And I'm not talking about working together, but it's like, bitch, if you kept your mouth shut and didn't sue him and the network. I call him a racist bigot. Fucking. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. That yeah. was like, if girl, you can never, never come home again. No. You can never walk back from that. No. You don't sue somebody and then say, let's be friends. No. Well, listen, Andy might be a nice guy and Andy might say, forgive her. And all right, cool. But that's not why she's doing it. Like he might forgive her on a personal level. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're good. Don't sweat it. But you're right. We're not working together anymore. You know what I mean? And that's what she's looking for is to work again with yes. him. Yes. So that, you know, but he, like I said, he could be a gentleman and say, listen, we're good. Don't sweat it. Total forgiveness. But just the way things kind of went down, I think it'd be best if we never work again. You know, that's not what she's looking for. And she had the worst management in the history of time of reality stars to whomever allowed her to do to that. Do that to act that way. A lot of people said that no one could get through to her. Yeah. Like she was not listening. I bet. Because she burned her bridges. She burned her own like clout that she had. Not just that. She's totally minimized what she said that they did. Because if they really did that type of shit that she was so mad about, you're not, you don't forgive and move on and want to work with people that do that to you. You know what I mean? That's right. That means that she was probably full of shit the whole time. Or really really inflating things or blowing things out of a proportion. You know what I'm saying? That like when you, but when it's out there in black and white, looks really deflammatory and looks really fucked up. But it's like, it's like, oh, that wasn't that big a deal. You know what I mean? It's, you know, it's not good. We don't, I don't even know what she did. All I know is that she sued her boss and the network. And prior to doing that, she had a couple of really bad seasons. There was a time that Nini would sashay into every scene and steal that show. Then Greg wasn't feeling well, God rest his soul. And when she went through a couple of dark years, AKA seasons, she was not the cat's meow. She was not popping in her scenes. She was sad. And she was getting FOMO from the girls that she was doing scenes with because she knew she didn't have it. She was missing it. It was gone from her. And so instead of being humble and trying to befriend the girls and maybe she can pivot in her personality to be like, okay, I'm I'm not feeling that good inside. I'm missing that Nini fire, but let me be friends and compassionate and caring towards what's going on in your life. And then the audience can see a different side of me. And then eventually I'll land on my feet and get my old self back. But she didn't do that. During those two years that she was like that, what she did was become a curmudgeon and it made her very negative. And they stopped filming with her and they then she started being freaked out and vocal about how they were not airing her scenes. Well, they were airing her scenes. They just weren't that good. And what she was doing was just sad. It was sad stuff. It wasn't, it was heavy. And that's not the escapism that the ATL show is, you know, was supposed to be. And so, it's not the character that you're looking for from her. You know what I mean? You're looking for like serving it up and giving the reading people. And the reads, the honey. I agree with you. That's probably the way she should have played it. But that would almost be asking her to st- to be like, I'm just going to be a co-star right now while I'm going through this. And we know firsthand from dealing with people that are on these shows, some of them are just, you know, they can't, they can't do, do that. Right. They can't do that. 
that was the fall of Nini. The rise and fall of Nini was that when she fell, you know, she like everyone had a bad season. There were Kenya had bad seasons. There were like people like Candy Burris doesn't really ever have a good season, but they still bring her back every single time. I think that when she sued and scorched earth, it was because she actually believed that those sitcoms that were with Ryan Murphy, the new normal, and then the spinoff from new normal, and then being on Cinderella and, you know, Broadway and all of these other projects that she got, she thought that was like the beginning of her rise into a different trajectory. 100%. But I always thought, no, no, honey, you're an uh, OG. You're getting those because of this. Right. So you need this. To get those. To keep staying, yeah, yeah staying yeah. in the spotlight. Yeah. And it was a good thing. Like, I never want to see, I never wanted to see her think that she had to leave, but she thought that she needed to leave. And it's a risk. No, I don't think, see, need to leave is different. I think she thought she was better then. When right. you think you're better then, like, I don't, that's old news. Now I'm on right. Broadway, bitch. Right. That's real different than needing to leave. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's real, that's just, like the people on Saturday Night Live, they need to leave, right? They outgrow it. The, 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 the workload is too demanding. The, the money's not as good as the money that they could go get making movies or whatever's offered to them. They almost hate it when they have to leave because they loved it so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they just can't do both. Mm-hmm. With this, she like couldn't like couldn't wait to spit on it. But truth be told, and I think this goes for anybody on reality television, if you start to make that break. Don't run, dude. You need to keep your base happy because that's who's actually out there pushing you. And then you could go do the other things, but you always need to come back to that. Otherwise, those people will abandon you too. You know what I mean? Right. The thing she said in this interview with Carlos King was that she and Kim K were at the same trajectory <laughs> at the same I time. And that And that's they, delusion, dude. Like that's they, delusion. I don't know who they were that yeah. were keeping her down. I, now, let me ask you this because I, I only read it. Right, so I only read the quotes, <laughs> but would you do it? Like, I, I heard it because, like, I'm like, are they misquoting? Are they talking about Kim, the other blonde broad that was on the show? No, because she can't be talking about Kim Kardashian. She was. That's what I was really thinking. Like, oh, is it Kim? I think they're talking about Kim. What's her name? Zulcia. Yeah, I think they're talking about her because then it made sense. But if she was really talking about Kim Kardashian, that bitch is delusional. Kardashian. You know what I'm saying? All right. Kardashian. Yeah, yeah. That's a problem. She has delusions in her mind and no one was there to talk her off the ledge and there were i believe people there that were trying to and just couldn't get through to her yeah so can we get into this bethany frankel making history with the lawsuit that she and Mark Garagos, is it Greg Garagos? I, I, I have no idea, but she and does have some high-powered attorneys. And Brett yeah, Friedman. I'd be happy to, because, uh, listen, I'd be the first, I think we've discussed it on here, I'm the first one to say that this is a fruitless battle because they'll just literally recast everybody. But if you're going to do this with the regular writer strike that's going on, never could you time it better. Because right now, they need the content. They need the reality TV to replace the shows for all the people that are out on writer's strike. So if she's actually able to, you know, formulate a plan here. Leverage. Uh, yeah, she's got some. She's got some. There'll be other times where she wouldn't. Like I said, there's no flies on Bethany. She's a smart cookie. And it does sound like they're putting together a real deal class action lawsuit. The same way that the actors and the writers guild are striking against the studio. 
Bethany is suggesting that there be more protections against reality talent when they not against a, for for them based on a they have to form a union and once they unionize then they can have some governing laws and all of this stuff that we're talking about is not a personal attack on Andy Cohen or any executives. This is not Andy's fault or any of the executives' fault because it is what they're asking the studio to do, the big studios and NBCU or, you know, in this case, the writers and, uh, you know, have Warner Brothers and all these other, uh, Paramount and all these other big studios. Well, the networks, reality no. TV is more the networks, not the studios. But at the same point in time, like I said, it's they're playing by the rules that have been given to them. That's what the playbook has. She's looking to rewrite the playbook. And it, this is the time, you know, because of what's going on with this normal strike that she might actually be able to get some change from it. Make some change like Obama. Why don't you just go back a few episodes of Till the Dirt podcast where I said, I don't have the power to do it. Me, if it were, hypothetically, if it were MJ from Shaws of Sunset, I don't have Bethany's bank account. I don't know the lawyers in the entertainment industry. There's no other Bravo celebrity. There's no other public figure that has the pockets and the clout to be able to do it. But I said this already. She's the one that can actually do it. Because no, I agreed with that. I def And I still do. I think that she's someone that can, and she's already trying, but I think it's something that you have to be very, very careful what you wish for and what you ask for. Because if, if you read the letter, you know, they talk about a lot of things that if they change some of that stuff, reality television would never be the same. Like when you're talking about plying the people, the, the people with alcohol, Take alcohol off any of the shows that you guys love and see if they're the same. Yeah, but that's a headline. That doesn't mean that it's in the out in the of suit. Course. Yes, it is. So, read the letter. Did you read it? No. It's, it's one of the it's one of the side effects that there's no emotional support. There's no therapy. You realize that I would have a lot after the thing that happened with Reza. I was court ordered to get anger management. I called Bravo. When he went off on you at the pool, I called them and said, yo, yo, you guys better do something here. Everybody hid under their desk. Yes. Nobody took my phone call. The next day when I went to his house, then they called me and told me I was in breach. Believe me, just with the with what she laid out in the letter, I'd have a cause. Right, and there's... And that's just me. I'm just saying there's, there's a thousand people like me that have come through reality TV, and that's just Bravo. There's plenty of other channels. Yeah, but your example is perfect. Your example is not an alcohol example. So if six housewives want to drink tequila and, you know, okay. get into an Uber and drive home, that's one thing, but... What the no, it's not suit. though, babe. Because again, if on a regular show, if we were filming, you know, Friends, they can't do that. They can't sit there and drink tequila and then go do their scenes. There's a job. There's a structure to it. Like you can't be picky and choosy. Like ah, no, that doesn't. You know, if they come in and they they lay the hammer down and they really set guidelines now and they really have a structure to the way things are done, that's one of the things that no, that that won't work. You you couldn't do that anymore. You know, and Andy himself has said, 
How'd I come up with the idea? I don't know. I got some ladies that were great or, or had loose lips, and I threw alcohol into the mix. You know what I mean? It would be a, if you couldn't have that, it would be a real big difference between the shows that you're watching now and the show that you'd be watching then. Right. And the the things that stood out to me, though, that would be on the bottom because the things that were rising to the top was more of the exploitation of the husbands. So you just gave a perfect example, brilliant example of yourself as one of the husbands. Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of uh, Salt Lake City lost her husband, had a real job, like a really good job, and he got fired because they live in Salt Lake and they're Mormon and he was on all fours with a ball gag and she was like riding him and whipping him. They were in lingerie. It was the cringiest thing. And all I could think of when I watched it was like, why did he do this? How did he get, you know, convinced and talked into this? And then her even doing it, like it does happen. It was obviously out of desperation for the two of them to like have a standout scene. It's a big cast of eight girls. So you're like always trying to compete for like, who's got the sizzliest scenes. And then let's just say you do it and it's a stupid thing to do, but now they've shot it. The people in my opinion, who obviously have lawyers watching and they're lawyers in their heads because they're EPs, they're executives of Bravo. They should say at that point, to save the talent, we're not going to use this because we are going to destroy this man's life. Yeah, I they mean, know when to protect somebody. And by that, and throw I else mean, to the wolves, yes, for sure. by that, protect bad people or good people doing very, very bad things. They know. Yeah. They know that if like they show so and so doing such and such, that it's going to make people turn against them in droves. Yeah. So they'll hold that if they want to. Hold for a flashback, they can do that. They have and it. foul back. Yeah, yeah, two years later. Yeah, and all of a sudden they Whenever. can make him look like the worst person on earth. A like, monster. Oh, shit. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, not to kick or pick on Reza. I've been told that there's been things that he said that were terrible that they've never put on just because they didn't want to make him look, you know, too bad. You know what I mean? I'm sure every single one of I'm, us. I'm sure. Every I'm sure. single one of us. I'm sure. You, me, everyone. Yeah, I'm but, sure. But in this, well, I don't know. No, but let's take what's her face, Raquel, right? Well, she's the mental health example. The perfect example of it, yes, though. Like, of and, and I'm not trying to stick up for anything, but she's obviously naive. She's obviously not the sharpest tool in the shed, and you could tell that by like she was trying, she was looking to get on TV. But if you're someone in any type of production, you have some experience, you got to know. All right, this eventually, when this all comes out, she's gonna get eaten a fucking live, dude. And does she have the the backbone and the cojones to handle it? You know what I mean? You're a very strong woman. You can handle very, what comes out. Very, very You know strong. what I'm saying? Nene Leakes is a very strong woman. She can handle the shit that comes at her. There are certain people that can. There are certain other ones when you watch, and it's like, oh, I don't think she can handle that shit. And she clearly cannot handle that. She went to a mental health resort. She's paying for that, bro. No, they're not. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's no health coverage. There's no, you know what I mean? So I, I see it from that angle too, dude. And I see it from that angle in the sense that right now, if you read the paper, in the Vanderpump section, it's going to say Rachel Levis, Raquel Levis, seemingly not returning to the season of Vanderpump Rules. And the cast is commenting, leaking, you know, little things to the media that 
she's not filming yet. They don't know if she's going to come back. Well, she wants to get paid. Well, I'm sure she wants to get paid, and rightfully so. But and I'm, I guarantee you they're cheaping her. They're, they're like, well, listen, you made this, and uh, this is what you're supposed to make now, and uh, well, we're giving if, you a little bit of a raise. If and- they were giving her her price, she probably would have shown up the day filming started. 100%. But when you don't get the money that you want, yeah. then you hold out. But And then they start leaking things about, you know, like, like but I said. Wait a minute. I'm talking about, to your point about Raquel's mental health, should they even, based on this mental exploitation, should they even be offering her to come back? Great point. That is my point. Great point. If you know that it's already ruined her life and you know that- It drove her to a mental rehab facility. She's in a rehab. I didn't even think of that and that's a great point. And that should be the press that they're, they're doing. But that's not what it is. You know what I mean? Because the like the way that the protest should be taken is, listen, we saw what this did to this poor girl. It you ruined know, she, her life. Yeah, People she, hate her. You she know, did a terrible thing. She's not thing. a monster. She did something bad, but she's not a, like, you know, there are a lot of people worse walking around the world. But we feel it's best for her to distance herself from the show and not really to be a part of this. And definitely to take a break. But that's not what this is because they're dying to have her come back. Course, you know what I mean? So you know it's about price. It's not about anything else. Because number one... Now they're going to spin it. Well, the only way for you to fix your reputation and change people's mind about you is to come back and have an opportunity. That's not really what they're doing. (laughs) Everyone is foaming at the mouth to see Raquel. We don't give a shit if she's going to be double skewered or triple burnt or if she were going to come back and feel some kind of positive way. But I'll tell you this, if the, if you're told, because again, we already talked about they had the biggest ratings they ever had, right? So there's a lot of people that weren't real fans that came on board, right? To keep those people coming back, if you, heard, if you were told, oh yeah, she's not coming back this year, I don't know what the number is, but there's going to be a percentage of those people that are like, all right, I'm not even going to watch that. You know well, the I mean? executive producer of their show who follows me on Instagram, just came out and said something on a podcast that Vanderpump Rules was supposed to be canceled because the last two seasons were... Shit. That's that's not any new any groundbreaking so, news. Like be, the everyone, writing was on the wall. Everyone knew that. And then now, if these girls that I'm friends with, and obviously you know that I love Sheena and Lala, and if they're filming right now and they're waiting for Raquel to come back, then how do they like you know? Like, I don't know what the or, show's gonna be about. Yeah, or should they? It's gonna be a big drop off. I'll tell you because you can't just also all them pick on him. You know what I mean? You can't. Or they can't all still be mad at him every scene, and like it gets all real quick, dude. And so yeah, like it's it's not gonna be about the sandwich shop, yeah. you know that. Um, or it could be, but we'll see how much that you know. It like, well, I heard that sandwich shop got blocked for some opening day that they were supposed to have, so they're not open right now. Yeah. But um. The point about the Whitney Rose from Salt Lake City and her husband being on all fours and having a ball gag and like a harness and all of that crazy stuff is that even if you film that crazy scene, your executive producers should protect you and know not to air that footage. A, because they're not paying the husbands. B, because they know that he has a serious job. C, he never should have even been asked to do that. You in reality TV, you guys know that you get the BTS here. If you suggest something that, like, I could suggest, Tommy, you could suggest a zillion things. 
they're not going to pick up a camera and film it unless it falls under their thing. They have to run every idea past the production company and the network. Right? I, I mean, listen, going back again to the thing with Reza, that was his camera. That was his ring phone camera footage yeah you know that was that was not there was no cameras up that was his phone the, there's footage, no reason yeah. that should have been on you know there, there was no reason i mean he released it that day don't get me wrong no but, but at the same point but time, they that, used it his to instagram sell the show, they used it to sell the show for six months until the show came on i, I saw that thing 20 times yeah everyone so, you know, knows you as like everyone knows us as like you and Reza aren't friends because of what your husband did with the plants. That's what they all say. Yeah. People who don't know who people who stop watching Shaws. I'll take it a step further. I should have never been allowed to film again after that. I should have been fired. I should pack your shit. You go home. Like I got physical, just like any of these times there's fights and they get physical. You need to tell me another job where you could attack someone at work and the next day you're at work. Right. You know, it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Gigi's trying to fight people, stab people. She had hit Portia. one of the res at that time. Like you're Por done. Portia. You're so again, you be careful what you wish for. Because if this goes through and they actually they do actually get traction and they do have something happening, that shit won't be able to go down anymore. So you might be sitting at home eating your popcorn like, I love this shit. I love trash reality TV. But that shit won't be able to happen anymore without people packing their shit and going home. So all of a sudden, you don't get the same show that you watched or, or that you thought that you loved. So like, there's a, you know, you got to I think you're supposed to get residuals. I think you're supposed to get paid better for your time. If you are on reality TV for 10 years, you shouldn't have to be living hand to mouth, just like the people that want to strike, the SAG members that want to strike for their benefits, and everyone is on strike so that they can get not replaced by AI. I mean, a zillion million things. But just to like keep the train on the tracks, this is what I'm thinking. I do very much get your point. If reality TV is unionized, it may die. That's number one. Number two, I think the salaciousness that you come to but, expect and love about reality TV, I think a lot of that will be tempered and you know watered down if a lot of this stuff goes through. Okay, so some of the let's let's we forgot to list the things that we saw in this letter. Yeah, this just came out and. A bunch of my friends just text me the link, text me the link. I'm house hunting and I'm like, uh, I can't pull over and read this right now. I'm driving. I'm looking from house to house in a rush. But tell me everything that you saw and I'll tell you what I saw. Residuals. Residuals. Uh, health benefits. Health benefits. Health. Pay. Uh, Pension. Drinking on the job. Violence in the workplace. Uh, sexual harassment. Sexual harassment. Racism. Like, I'm talking re real touchstone keyword, like bad words. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Listen, this stuff is going to play itself out in the papers. It's going to play itself out over the next few weeks. In the papers? Yeah, you know, it's going to play itself out. We'll see what goes on, and we'll be here to comment on it. But I, I don't think this is going away. There was a period of time where I thought she was just making some... 
you know, TikTok content. Like, you know, next week uh, I'll go try and give water to people that went through hurricane. You know what I mean? Be it, strong. This sounds like she's sticking with this. That's and called be strong. Yeah, but, it, you know, like I said, if she's going to chew on it like a dog with a bone right now, you know, this is a good time for it. And, and I'm sure that the executives, you know, all want the same thing for everybody. There's no bad guy in this. So no. we'll see what happens. And it's not like the executive makes the money. You know what I mean? It's not like the money that that person's going to get, you're taking it away from them. It's, they want everybody to be happy, everybody to be, because, you know, the, the, if you feel happy and you feel good about yourself and you feel confident, you're going to be better on television. You know what I mean? Like you talked about Nene earlier, when she was going through a downtime, she wasn't her best on TV, you know? So you want everybody to be happy and, giving, and feeling their best because that's when they're going to give your best TV. Yeah. Can we do some questions? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We got a few. First off, I wanted to thank Carla uh, or Carlita.g on Instagram. Uh, her and a husband or her and a partner. Uh, that's how she worded it. So they, uh, they, them, they bought a couple of uh, versions of the journal and they've been doing it. And Ooh. they love it. They love it. And they're really happy that they got it and the kids like it too. So thank you for picking what it up. What journal is that? The journal I wrote. The, oh, the my two cents. Yeah, they, they they really enjoy it, and they've been doing it. And so thank you. I appreciate you shouted that out to me, and that made me feel good. So so shout out to Carla G. Carlita. For the my two cents. Yeah. Okay, so we're only getting to one question today, and this is about um, someone who wrote that they listened to an older episode where, Tommy, where you, you say it. I want you to say it. I just listened to an older episode where MJ talks about having thick skin due to her upcoming with Vita, her upbringing with Vita. It makes sense, but I started wondering what it took to get to that point. When, when you, you were, were little, little, were you like that, or is it more that your feelings got hurt a lot and you developed that coping mechanism? Thanks for keeping it real. I've enjoyed listening to you guys a lot. Okay. Um, I don't think it was developing a thick skin. I think I developed self-confidence over time. And then you kind of like get to a point where you realize other people's shit is other people's shit. And when people say things to you, as often as you can try to remember that they're just deflecting their garbage bullshit onto you, the faster you're going to get out of it. So if I were to say, do I have a thick skin? Those would be only the moments where I learned some tool from a therapist about not allowing somebody to deflect their BS onto me. So in any time that I feel like I'm having a thick skin, it's when I'm not allowing somebody else's BS, carcinogenic behavior, get to me. Now, it's very hard not to let toxicity get to you when it comes to your mom or dad or people that are really close to you. That's something that I strongly believe that you should limit your interaction with people as long as they display that kind of behavior. If let's say you have a toxic parent, then you have to tell them that they have to control themselves around you or you won't be around them. Because I don't care if you want to use your husband as an example, your best friend, your sister, your mother, they have to control themselves around you. Even if they're genuinely making changes or not, or half are, half aren't, that's the thick skin stuff. For me, self-confidence is something you build over time when you take risks and put up good boundaries for yourself. Risks like going outside of your comfort zone to speak in front of people 
and, you know, taking like voice classes and choir and sports and just doing things that are outgoing. I wasn't, when, when you were little, were you like that? Nope. I wasn't like that. I was super shy and very um, introverted. My feelings did get hurt a lot and they still do. Usually my coping mechanism is to go into an exercise class or go for a walk, immediately try to turn my mind and attention towards something positive, like looking at my dog and putting the leash on and grabbing my dog and going outside and for some fresh air and focusing my attention to something positive and pouring my love and positivity into something good. And if I can't do that initially, it's going to happen a little bit just by like breathing and like letting it kind of roll off my back. Alyssa wanted to apologize to Lisa, uh, Lisa Foster. We were supposed to have a Zoom or a phone call this week, and and uh, the schedule just kind of got a little mucked up. Things didn't go as planned. We apologize. We love you, Lisa. We'll definitely reschedule something again with you this week. Uh, I also want to give a big shout out to my buddy Nick. Uh, he's going to sponsor a classroom himself. We're going to start, you know, school year starting back up again. I already got the first classroom, 26 kids, and he's going to buy books for the whole class. So thank you, Nick. I love you. Uh, you got anything else to add, babe, before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, that you never told me we were talking to Lisa. So how can I, you know, yes, I did. calling you out for you didn't tell me yes, when. Yes, I did. Literally, I told you yesterday. Um, thank you, Nick Philippou, for the sponsor for the classroom. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go take my son out for something. I'm going to go buy him a toy. Okay, Yahtzee. I was kidding, by the way, about the guests, Heather McDonald and Megan Weaver. Hilarious, um, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they're not coming together. They don't, like, talk anymore. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You were not up on the tea? Not at all. Not, no. not at all. You could, you could dump that bucket of tea on my head, and I wouldn't know what was going on. Thanks. Ah, oh, I love it. All right, guys. Well, I can't wait. We have a lot of more questions for next week. Sorry we didn't get to all the questions. And we'll, we can't wait to come back. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. We're so happy you're coming on this journey with us. It would mean so much to us if you would rate our show, give us five stars, leave a nice comment, and subscribe so you can stay up to date with all our new episodes. If you go to our website, tillthedirtpodcast.com, you can sign up for our mailing list and also be sure to check out our merch. Follow us on all platforms at Till the Dirt Podcast and on YouTube at Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. See you next week, dirties. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.